welcome to episode number 23 of Travels with Squeaky. Travels with Squeaky is a podcast for solo women RVers, campers, and van lifers, and I'm your host, Kathy Belge. This is going to be our last episode of Travels with Squeaky for the year 2021. I'm going to take a couple week break, and then we will be back the first week of January, releasing new episodes every Thursday. So I want to share this week about my last camping trip that I took, which was uh, the first weekend in December out at the Oregon coast, actually at Fort Stevens State Park, which is one of my all-time favorite state parks in Oregon. It's simply a beautiful place. It is at the confluence of the Columbia River and the Pacific Ocean, and there's just so much to do in the park. It's a huge park. There is um, a lake there where you can kayak or hike around it. There's miles and miles of bike trails. There's a historic fort there. If you're into military stuff, you can take a look there. There's a disc golf course. Um, It's a huge park. And I love to go there at least once a year. This was my second or third time this year there, just because there's so much to do. So um, when my friends invited me to come meet them there to go clamming, I said, 100%, I'm all on it. I love clams. I've never been clamming. And um, I love Fort Stevens. So it was a win-win-win all the way around. So it turns out the weekend that we were planning to go, and they plan it this way on purpose, was a king tide. So a king tide is when the earth and the moon are aligned up um, to cause the tides to be very, very low and very, very high. And so for clamming, a low tide is a really good thing. And um, this was a super low tide. So that's the reason we picked that weekend to go. Now, in order to go clamming in Oregon, you do need a license, and it was super easy for me to get. It's the Oregon Shellfish License. I just went online. There's actually an app you can get, um, and there it was right on my phone for $10. It's $10 for the year. It's probably the only time I'm going to use it this year, but heck, maybe I'll get one again for next year because I did have such a blast clamming and, um, and eating the clams afterwards, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So in addition to getting the fishing license before I left, I also had to line up a pet sitter for Olive. Olive is my dog and she's quite elderly now and just isn't up to camping anymore. So I got someone through, it's called Trusted House Sitters and it's an organization, you you join it and then you have access to free pet sitting for an entire year. So it was, it was quite a good deal for me. This is the second time I've used them. And um, it turned out to be really great. I had really wonderful pet sitters that came. They wanted to explore Oregon. And um, I needed somebody to stay in my house and take care of my dog. So it was a total win-win situation. And I did bring Tucker with me camping. So this is, I think, her fourth camping trip. Tucker is my kitten, and I'm training her to be an adventure kitty. Right before I headed out, I went and got her a new harness, a new leash, and I got this little tiny tie out. I was thinking maybe I could tie her out uh, outside the van when I'm hanging out and around, and I actually did use it. It worked It worked pretty well, um, but she did not want to go out when it was raining. 
So raining, yeah. There was a lot of rain predicted for that weekend. And it's December. It's Oregon. It's the coast. I knew it was going to be cold. I knew it was going to be rainy. I figured it would probably also be windy. So I packed basically every warm piece of clothing that I have. I just got a new pair of waterproof pants that are fleece lined. I packed those. I brought my rain pants. I brought my long underwear. I brought a waterproof raincoat. I brought a rain jacket. I just brought all the rain stuff. And I'm really glad I did because I wore almost all of it um, over the course of the weekend. It just rained a lot. Uh, but, you know, that's what I was expecting. But actually, the uh, the first day I arrived, which was Friday, uh, Fort Stevens, it's about a two-hour drive from Portland, two and a half, depending on which route you take. I took uh, the more scenic route on the way out, so it took me about two and a half hours to get there, and I arrived just a little bit before sunset. Um, as soon as I got to the park, I went straight to the beach. I wanted to see... Um, you know, I, I wanted to get out and stretch my legs, but I also kind of wanted to let Tucker out. She'd been pretty good during this long drive. And so we, we went straight to the beach and Fort Stevens State Park is known for a shipwreck that is on the beach. It's called the Peter Iredale Shipwreck. And that's the main beach that we went to for clamming and also where I went when I first arrived at the park. There's a there's a photo on my uh, blog of it. It's a really cool and kind of iconic, you know, Instagrammable type uh, scene there. And it was really pretty when we arrived. So anyway, I let I let Tucker out. She was a little skittish. She wasn't quite sure what to make of the beach. There was some dogs running around and it was a big wide open space, no place to really hide. So I, I let her out and she just kind of wanted to crawl back up my leg so we didn't stick around too long end up going back to my um, campground got uh, set up and this is where I hooked Tucker up to the tie out while I was setting up camp and she liked it she kind of explored a little bit got some squirrels yelling at her and um, just kind of you know, she can't go too far, but it was nice just to let her be outside and enjoy some of the smells and whatnot of the campground. So as soon as I got set up, I got a text message from my friends that they were on their way to the beach and they would swing by and pick me up. So I immediately threw on a bunch of warm and waterproof clothes and we headed down to the beach. Uh, my friend, Sean, he has a a big four-wheel drive truck. So we were able to actually drive onto the beach. The low tide was, it was already starting to head out. It wasn't all the way out yet, but I guess that's actually the best time to head out clamming is a few hours before the uh, low tide comes in. So my friend Shauna and Kyla gave me a really quick lesson in clamming. Uh, there are these special tools that you use to dig clams. They're called clam guns. And basically, they create a, a bit of suction that pulls up a bunch of sand and also the clam with it. And what you do is you just look for these little, little quarter-sized divots that are in the sand, and you position your sand gun over it, and you push down, and you pull back up. And um, and you when you pull up, it, it just creates a suction, and you pull up all this sand and hopefully the clam. Now my first time 
I push down and I pull it up and I got nothing but sand. And apparently these clams, are, they're pretty quick. They can move about a foot a minute into the ground and they know that you're coming for them. And so they try to get away. So, so there's a bit of a learning curve. It's not too hard to do. It's definitely a physical activity. That's for sure. You have to push this thing down into the sand and then pull up. And as you're pulling up, there's, there's definitely a lot of resistance there. So you got to be a little bit speedy to outrun these clams. But, um, the first one I pulled out, nothing came out, but my friend Kyle was like, go again, go again. So I put, quickly plunged back down in the hole and pulled up and got my first clam. So it was pretty fast that I saw success, which of course made me want to keep going. There are three of us and two clam guns. So we stuck kind of close and there was quite a few other people out clamming as well. And it turned out to be this amazingly beautiful night with this gorgeous sunset. Again, head over to my blog for some photos of that. Um, we were out there, I think maybe about two, two and a half hours clamming. Uh, Oregon has a limit of 15 clams per person per day. Now these are Pacific razor clams and they're a little different than the east coast razor clams they're really long they're big and they're also quite delicious frankly so um yeah we were out there about two and a half hours i got 12 clams and kyla and sean both hit their limit of 15 and um it was it got dark while we were out there of course it gets dark like 4 30 or something these days uh, but we had headlamps. It was definitely easier to find the clams in the light, but we still we still got some after dark. I want to note here that I also had brought along a pair of boots that I owned for probably like 10 years. And um, the first wave that came over me, I got completely soaked. Turns out these old boots had a big old crack in them. So I, I was just wet, which was fine. It wasn't super cold. I had nice wool socks on and the boots were insulated. So even though I was wet, I wasn't freezing my toes off. So anyway, after we got our clams for the evening, uh, Sean and Kyla dropped me back off down at my RV. They were staying in a yurt. So this campground has yurts and cabins. So they had gotten a yurt this time. And um, after I ate and got warmed up, I headed over to their place where they're having a campfire and they showed me how to clean the clams. So unlike clams that I was used to growing up on the East Coast where you just throw them in boiling water and then you have delicious steamer clams, these you have to clean. And it's a little bit of a process. You have to throw them in boiling water. Well, first you have to wash all the sand off of them because there's a lot of sand. Then you throw them in boiling water just enough to get them to open up and then you remove them from the shell and then you have to clean them a bit. You have to cut off some parts and pull out the poop sack and, uh, and cut them up so they're ready to be filleted. Now the traditional way to make razor clams is to bread them and just fry them for just a few minutes because otherwise they'll get tough and they're, they're super tasty. Um, after I got home, I made them up with, uh, with some breading one night and then I actually made some clam chowder, which was super, super delicious. So we hung out for a little bit by their fire and then I headed home at some point in the night, it started to get windy and rainy 
And the whole day Saturday was just like a traditional Pacific Coast storm, you know, things blowing around, lots and lots of sideways rain. Um, I was in my van. I have a little hotspot that lets me connect to the internet. And I there was actually a webinar that I wanted to watch that I didn't think I was going to get to see because I was at the beach that was um, about podcasting. So um, I tuned into that. And Tucker was quite content to just cuddle inside for the day. And after a few hours, I got a little antsy and just wanted to get out. And so um, I, I tried to see if Tucker would come and she would not leave the van. She just I took her out and she scrambled right back into the van. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I dressed up warm and I just went for a little walk. I walked um, actually over to, I mentioned there was a lake at this, at this uh, campground. I forget the name, Lake Coffinberry, I think they call it. I've gone uh, kayaking there in the summer. Um, but this time I just walked over there. There wasn't that many people out, a couple people walking their dogs. And um, yeah, it was just, uh, how do I say this? I got a little sad for a minute because Olive wasn't there with me. And normally I would be walking with Olive, you know, and um, I saw these other people with their dogs and I just came to realize that, you know, this is it. This is my new normal now. I don't, I don't have a dog with me and I, I miss her. You know, I miss the things we used to do. She's still alive. Yeah. Um, but she definitely doesn't have the strength or, um, the ability to even, you know, get in and out of the van anymore. So she definitely doesn't come camping with me. And I just had a moment of being sad and that's okay. And then as I was walking a little further, I ended up continuing past the lake to go back to the beach because I wanted to see what the king tide looked like as a high tide. So after a while, you know, I was missing Olive, but I just decided to be in the present moment and try to enjoy what it was. And I love being out on the beach when it's stormy. It's super fun. Um, and, you know, I walked, it was like a mile, maybe two miles round trip from the campground to the to the beach I went back to the shipwreck and um, it was completely underwater this is the first time I've been visiting this beach many many times and this is the first time I've ever seen it underwater so that's how high the, the tide came up since it was a king tide I was kind of expecting to see quite a few people out on the beach just you know looking at it but um, but I was the only one there and then when a couple came up I saw them they got out of their car they went and they took some photos and then they got in their car and they zipped back off but it was nice it was like I said super cold I just felt alive being there on the beach just standing there watching it was windy it was wavy it was raining sideways just a big burst of nature like all around me and I just I was just very happy to be there so I ended up getting back to my van around lunchtime and decided I wanted to try to cook up one of the clams. I didn't have uh, the ability to bread them or whatever, but I just fried them up in some oil and some butter and it was pretty tasty, but I have to admit it was way better once I got home and actually got the proper breadcrumbs to, to fry them in. Um, but I just wanted to taste one. I gave, uh, I gave Tucker a tiny piece and she didn't care for it. So my friends, they, they went into town during the day to, to 
escape the rain, but I was content. I just kind of hunkered down and squeaky and actually I was working on editing last week's podcast that came out. And um, a few hours later, they came by, they picked me up and we went out again for our second night of clamming. I said it was stormy and it, it had just just started to break right when we headed out again at the low tide, which was, I think it was around 3.30 in the afternoon and it got dark within an hour. But uh, for some reason, the clams were just everywhere this day. And I got my 15 with like, probably within 30 to 45 minutes, I had my, I got my full limit of 15 clams. So we just hung out for a little bit um, while everyone was else was finishing up getting their clams. There was quite a few more people there today. They had a bunch more friends come in. And um, so it was kind of fun when there was some kids there and lots of dogs and um, just, it was really nice that the weather just broke in time for us to head out and do that. It We did not, we were not treated to the same sunset that we had the night before though. Um, I decided after we were done that I was just going to bring the clams back home and clean them. It is kind of tedious and I just didn't want to make the big mess in my van. And I'm glad I did. It took me probably an hour to get them all cleaned once I got home. So anyway, so that was it. That was, I ended up, they ended up dropping me back in my van. It was probably about six o'clock. I made myself some dinner and just kind of hung out in my van and didn't want to go hang out outside by a fire again. I was cold from, from being out all day and from, uh, the night before. So I just stayed in and did some reading and had a lovely evening in my van. I had to head out fairly early on Sunday morning because my pet sitters had to leave early on my way out. I took Tucker over to the lake and let her out. And I just let her on her leash. I bought a new little flexi leash for her and a new harness. So I let her run around on the beach and or actually at the lake. Um, just to, I just kind of let her do what she wanted to do. I followed her around. I kind of wanted to see where she would go, what she would do, see what she likes. When we were camping the last time, she was loving to climb up trees. Here she loved to just get into the grass and kind of hide and not really do much. I don't know if she's going to be able to like go on hikes uh, on the leash or what. We'll try that another time. But I just wanted to let her have some fun and enjoy being outside because the weather was finally nice. It was a beautiful morning. Nice fog was hanging over the lake. Again, there's some cool pictures of Tucker at the lake on my blog. So go ahead and check that out. But that was it. Then I headed back home. Um, had a great time. Definitely would recommend going clamming if you haven't gone before. And I will definitely be trying it again. So that's it. That's my podcast for this week. The last podcast for 2021. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening all year. And As always, you can find more content for solo women, RVers, campers, and van lifers over at the blog, TravelsWithSqueaky.com. The Travels with Squeaky theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potoski. Thanks again for listening, and we will be back January 6th with a brand new season of Travels with Squeaky. Squeaky.